Hey, Rent to Retires, it's Adam Schrader here with another episode, joined as usual by the founder and CEO of Rent to Retirement, Zach Lee Master. We are joined today by our team in Harvest, Alabama, which uh, if you don't know of it, it is a Huntsville suburb that is doing quite phenomenal. And that is uh, Silas, who is our local team leader when it comes to the properties, and uh, Christian, who is our property management head. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so we're going to start with um, the, the, you know, about what's going on in uh, in Harvest in terms of the builds. Now, this is an area that there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of new construction all over the place that we have. But tell us a little bit about um, Silas, if you will, about kind of what properties you're actually building in this uh, in yeah. this area. So we have uh, seven different floor plans, anything from 1,400 square feet to our largest is 2,950. Um, three ranch plans. We have four two-story plans. Um, yeah, they're selling as quick as we can build them. So it's been a blessing. Yeah. So are you, what kind of flooring are we looking at? What kind of uh, appliances? Like what, tell us a little bit about the build specs, if you would. So build specs, um, we'll have the LVP, LVP flooring throughout all of your main living areas. Of course, we feature granite. Uh, that'll be in your kitchen as well as your bathrooms. Um, recess lighting throughout the entire house is included. Other upgrades, um, you know, we have the walk-in shower. We have the covered patios as well. Um, one thing that sets us apart from other builders, uh, we are full brick as well, too. Uh, that's a big plus for us. Um, and then we do feature a 10-year warranty on our product as well, too. So if there's ever any issue, we handle everything in-house. We take care of that. Um, so just know you're taken care of for 10 years. Uh, of course, stainless steel appliances come standard as well, too. Uh, multiple different types of cabinet colors, flooring choices, granite options as well. We love new construction and a brick construction that will last forever, certainly. Um, I want to talk about why why Harvest. People, no, no one knows where Harvest is, what that yeah. is. Everyone has heard of Huntsville. It's been on investors' radar for a significant amount of time. Um, and this is something that uh, we, we talk a lot about is what we would call like secondary markets or suburbs of metropolitan areas where there's a lot happening economically uh, but the numbers may not make sense or there may not be inventory available in those areas Huntsville a perfect example of that um, so harvest I believe is well I'll let you guys talk about it but it's close enough where people can live there commute to Huntsville is that what we're seeing does harvest have its own economics can can both of you guys kind of share your opinion on that so location wise um, we're kind of nestled right between Huntsville Alabama and Athens Alabama um, we're 15 minutes from either, so very close drive times to Redstone Arsenal to downtown Huntsville. We're about 15 minutes from both places. Um, in relation to, say, Nashville, we're about an hour and a half, hour and 45 from there, and about the same, about an hour and a half from Birmingham as well, too. So um, in relation to just larger metropolitan cities as well, we're very close. Um, Harvest is kind of unique that we always preach on location, location, location. So Harvest is kind of nestled right there, um, right in between those two larger cities as well, too. So you kind of get the privacy of being a little bit further out in the country, but still you're within 10 minutes to a grocery store, you know, 10 minutes to Redstone and just right around the corner from Birmingham and Nashville as well. 
Christian, you run the property management. So maybe you could talk to us about like, who, who are these tenants, right? Are they people that are working in, um, in Huntsville and commuting? Are these younger families? A big concern we always have with some of these smaller, sec- what we call secondary markets, even 15 minutes outside of Huntsville is not, is not a far commute by any means. Uh, but where the concern is always like, how long is it going to take to lease these properties? I know you recently before the show, you were telling us that you lease some of these um, even above what uh, rental projections are, which is which is always good uh, that it doesn't always happen that way. But uh, it is nice when it does happen. Tell us about the tenants and from a managerial standpoint, why, why should people be interested in investing in this area? I think that Huntsville's economic development over the last five years has, I don't think that we necessarily were prepared for it. I think that there are a lot of new developments out towards the harvest area that are coming. Um, you know, you've got the Toyota plant, you've got, it's easy access to the arsenal still within a 15, 20 minute drive where that houses thousands of jobs in Huntsville and what's bringing people to Huntsville. I think a unique perspective about harvest is the school systems. It's in Limestone County. It's not in Madison County, which is more of our Huntsville city school systems and the limestone County school system, their rankings, I mean, it's public knowledge, um, are really great. And so I think that the person that you're looking for is a young family with, with, uh, you know, a few children or starter home, maybe first home together. Um, and like Silas said, you get the best of both worlds. You're out of town a little bit, but you're still 15 minutes from everything. So you're seeing a lot of young families that are specifically renting in this area for the school system. Um, probably, you know, it's it's a nice benefit to not have to be downtown or in in the, I guess, the hustle bustle of the city, but also have an easy easy commute. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's this specific neighborhood. I love the location. It's really easy to get to from anywhere in Huntsville, um, but you kind of feel like you're out of the city. Like y'all y'all have both mentioned arsenal now if for those people who aren't familiar with what it is um could one of y'all break down exactly what arsenal is and why i mean it is a very important part of uh, the huntsville economy so would you mind telling people a little bit about what that is Dallas, you want to take it or you want me to sure i don't mind so Redstone Arsenal is uh, definitely the largest employer um, anywhere around here from Boeing, Raytheon. I mean, all of the big companies are here. Uh, the FBI has location here as well, too. Yeah, so. um, it's it's just a massive part of our infrastructure in Huntsville. Um, I would say probably, I would say at least probably 60% of, you know, our local job market revolves in some way through that redstone arsenal i actually checked recently i think there's forty thousand employees on the arsenal and Um, what is redstone arsenal like what what exactly do they do it's a base it's an army base um there's a lot of military presence okay yeah it's a huge and then our research park i believe if correct me if i'm wrong but i'm almost certain i think we're the second largest research park um as well and that houses our aerospace our nasa all of those technologies as well. So those are not even included in those arsenal jobs. Some of them are there, but then we have a separate research park area as well. Government, Fortune 500s, space, technology. This is why Huntsville's been on the forefront of the the Southeast as as a growing market. The challenge we've seen from an investor standpoint is that 
we can't get cash flow numbers to really make sense and there's limited availability um so we were very excited when we you know we evaluated some of these sub markets like harvest where a 15 minutes commute to this area is, is absolutely nothing most of our investors live in areas where they may drive an hour to go two miles to work <laughs> so i mean this is really a, an opportunity to i mean to invest in a market where you have strong fundamentals strong economy diversity of industries where you'll have strong rental demand and likely strong appreciation year after year. I mean, talk to me, Christian, about the, from a rental standpoint and management standpoint, are you typically seeing rents go up every year? Do we see home prices also appreciating? Do you guys have any metrics on those or, or general thoughts? Um, I don't, I mean, I have, I can let you know that in our company personally, um, over the last six years, we don't see vacancy rates high at all we have a renewal rate of like 90 percent so you're getting please in that prefer to rent rather than buy and stay there um the rental market over the last two years significantly has changed we've got wait lists for some of our properties because we need somewhere to live um and like you said alabama inventory or huntsville inventory up sometimes especially for the first time home buying. And you are raising rents though year oh, yes, after so, year. Yes, we raise them at least. Um, yes, we're raising them year after year. Renewals and new listings. So if a tenant were to sell, it would be listed higher than the last time we listed. Typically, yeah, we to support that. Certainly, yeah, we we were no strangers to the Alabama market. Um, I personally invested quite heavily in Alabama over this past year, and kind of just tracking our numbers, we typically see about a four to five percent. Yes. Um, increase in rent per year is what the market would demand, which, which is strong. That's actually really high for rental increases. You know, you would be happy typically with the two to three percent. Um, anytime you're you're um, exceeding that, that would be that would be a benefit. The point is, is there's housing demand, there's jobs and diversity of industries, and you have the benefit of coming into new construction. So, this is an area that Adam and I were certainly excited about when we started to learn and investigate this area. Yeah, it was when I was looking into it. I mean, the median income is like a hundred grand, if I recall correctly, when I searched it, which is a lot of upward mobility in terms of rent before you even get close to, you know, being, you know, housing, your housing budget being overstretched. But um, Silas, could you talk a little bit? You've been working in the building space for, um, you know, a long time now. What kind of appreciation and kind of what kind of growth have you seen um, sure. price wise? So, uh, Again, I've been doing new construction for almost a decade. Typically, what we see um, internally, our average prices go up, I would say, roughly about 14% a year uh, just on our base prices. Hang on, say, uh, say that again. 14%. Yeah, that's correct. Um, every time we open up a new phase, you know, we'll typically see uh, price increases. Um, we're actually about to open up a second phase. And I know for a fact that the base prices will go up in that second phase as well, too. Um, but yeah, we average about a 14% price increase per year from our construction side. And obviously those homes are appraising, right? We know because we've, we've, oh, yeah. you know, invested with you guys. Um, and there's, there's no issues with appraisal. But so just to review new construction and what are the price points on average for most of these houses if you give it give a range so our smaller ranch plans those are going to fall in the 280 range um something like our larger two stories those are going to be in the 320 330 range um we're averaging 
I would say about, uh, for instance, our largest plan, we're at $108 per foot on our largest plan right now, which is, I mean, that's incredible. So being in a market where you have the Southeast, which we, we know that there's a strong population growth throughout the U.S. or migration to the Southeast in an area that has some like nation leading industries um, and strong employment base with high rental demand on new construction that's at or around or possibly sub 300,000 that could produce, you know, likely double digit cash on cash return using financing that will appreciate likely at 14%, at least from a builder per sale perspective per year that also has four to 5% rental increases um, year after year. Did, did I summarize that well, Adam? Does it sound like this? I think outperforms most most markets, right? That we would expect. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say that's that's very fair. Whenever it comes down uh, comes down to it, I'm. I I didn't realize the appreciation was anywhere near that much. I knew Huntsville was uh, could get pricey, and sometimes the rents can't keep up with the appreciation. But I didn't realize that was uh, that was a reason why because fourteen percent is pretty hard to keep up with. Um, so, so talk a little bit about these communities that you're building. They're not all owner occupied or not. They're not all renters. There's owner occupied in there. What kind of mix are we looking at when it comes to homeowners to renters? So in the past, we've actually been extremely strict on selling to investors. Um, I get calls. I mean, weekly people reaching out, wanting to come in, um, for us as a builder, it was very important that we um, screen who we are selling to. We like to keep our communities at a certain standard. I will say that renter retirement of all of the other investors that, that we met with, renter retirement was the only one that not just met our expectations, but exceeded those. Um, and this goes from the education that you guys do. I mean, I've watched multiple of your podcasts um, all the way to Christian, you know, having world-class property management, something like that as a builder is extremely important for us um, just to keep up those appearances. So that's something that um, from our standpoint, you know, you guys are exclusively the only um, investment company that we actually allow to sell to right now. Well, thank you for that, Silas. We certainly feel that, uh, you know, we're doing quite a bit in the education space um, and setting our investors up for success. I think that, uh, I mean, this is a, what Adam is getting at, I think is a really important point that this isn't just a build to rent community, right? In, in a lot of the new construction space, I would say in general, most areas that we're seeing, I mean, builders are obviously building in areas where there's demand, um, but in particular in the build to rent space, sometimes you find like in, especially in areas that need affordable housing, there's new construction developments that are done specifically for say like section eight, they're going to be hundred percent rentals. They're not high end finishes. Um, you know, maybe quality of builds isn't there because they're production type houses are just being, you know, pushed out, um, like clockwork. We typically don't also want to be in those areas, right? Because those aren't areas where you're going to have, they, they make cash flow on day one, right? And the pro forma would look good, but generally speaking, those are not going to be communities where you're going to have quality tenants that stay for a long time and strong appreciation as we've just ran through. So we like to be in build rent communities um, and specifically in areas where there are higher end houses where you can have a retail buyer or, or an investor buying it and renting it out. 
in an area where there's a strong mix of homeowners and tenant occupants. But those are areas certainly where you just have better returns over time and appreciation. So I appreciate you pointing that out, Silas. I mean, Adam, you have anything else to add to that? Would you agree with that? Or No, I would, I would agree with that fully. And one of the things I wanted to touch on um, next is, you know, Christian, you're, you're in the real estate space and talking to, you know, owner occupied and uh, investors all the time. What kind of listing timeline are we looking at when it comes to actually selling? Like, are these things like whenever somebody lists a property on the MLS or something like that, are you seeing them go fairly quickly, really quickly, kind of slow? What What's the resale market like there? It, it depends. I, I think that right now, a lot of investors are super interested in Huntsville. So you have the home in an area that based on research is going to rent well. Those investors are waiting for those to hit the space. So I had um, last week one, it happened in like three days. I didn't even get a chance to get my investor all of the stats before it was sold. Um, those are the ones that are going to be popular in the rail market for the areas that they're in. Like you said, the type A, type properties, type class A and class B. Um, I would say that it is definitely not the COVID times with houses on the market, um, but it's not, you're not seeing houses sit for long at all in, in the Hudson market. One of the main questions we get from investors is, and and I can, you know, knowing what I do and working with you guys about the market, I have no concern about this, but I'd like to hear from you because this is a common concern about like saturation um, and just like, okay, well, you're building all these houses, you know, is there, it comes down to supply and demand and, and we all know that there can never be enough houses built um, to, to feed the supply, but there is a concern a lot from a lot of people about overbuilding in areas that will tend to saturate the market and then you have longer vacancies, maybe rents drop and things like this. This has happened in some areas. What would you, how would both of you, I want to hear from both of you guys on this. How would you answer that concern or question for investors? I know how I would answer it based on our property management. We, the way that we are as property managers and the things that we supply and are for our tenants and our owners is completely different than anybody in this market. Um, I know tenants that may, there might be a house three doors down that's cheaper, but the management company is not up to standards. They don't get responses. They don't get their things fixed if they're broken. They don't have a system for them to submit maintenance requests or pay their rent. Um, so I would say that as long as you're with a good company that knows what they're doing, that shouldn't be a concern. Agreed. And, and I was wondering, what are some, um, like factors you're looking at to determine how many houses you're going to build in these areas to understand that you're, you're not so overbuilding. So we work on uh, what's called an even flow model. So we start and finish exactly one house a day. Um, what that does, it allows us to be super consistent, super predictable with our building process. We can deliver a very high quality product, a very affordable house. Um, right now, currently, we have about four weeks of inventory um, across our entire company. Uh, typically what we see when we finish a house, so it's a hundred percent complete, we're averaging about 26 days on market, um, which is pretty incredible with new construction. Um, yeah, we, as soon as they're done, they go fairly quickly. And then again, we try to keep, uh, constantly keep frame starts, keep everything in motion so that, you know, we can deliver those quality products to you guys. Um, that's something I will say that's unique, you know, talking to you guys, we actually 
we don't list the homes until they're in sheetrock. Um, so typically, you know, we're looking at 26 days to sold. Um, for you guys, what we do is, you know, as soon as we get our lots identified, as soon as we start the process on slab foundation framing, we actually get that over to you guys first. So you're not even going to be competing with the same general market um, that we have here as well. That's huge. That's a benefit that we talk about all the time with our investors that are looking for off-market deals where there's exclusivity and you're not having, it's different. It's a different process than just buying off the MLS, right? Not only have we evaluated the market and put the pieces in place to understand that you're going to make a viable investment, but it's kind of handed to you exclusively versus trying to fight for it on the MLS. I mean, 26 days is, is nothing in today's market. So Christian, can you talk a little bit about the management company in general? Like how many doors are y'all managing? What kind of fees do you charge? Just run, run us through that a little bit. How long has it been in business? Yeah. And, we, and uh, why do you like working with investors too? So I'll throw that one in my, there. I, um, I love numbers and I love making, researching the numbers and then proving my research. It's just a geek in me, I guess. Um, but it's real estate's always intrigued me, but that part of it specifically, especially with someone's money, um, it's almost like they're entrusting me to make sure their investment is cash flowing. Um, so I love that we've been in business for seven years. We were started by a mom and son that knew there was a need in our market because they had their own investment property. So they just created the company that they would want for themselves. Um, we have 250 doors open right now. I like to word it like that. Um, but we have 20 being onboarded right now. Um, so by, I would say in the next couple of months, it'll probably be at 300. Let's talk about um, the market in general. Thank you for that, Christian. I mean, that's really important. We all know that, hey, you can invest in the best location throughout the United States, but if you don't have good property management, it's all for nothing, yep. right? The property, yep. you need you need both aspects. Banging your start, head on the wall. Yep, sorry, Silas. Um, I gotta tell you, property management is probably the most important aspect because you can support- I, 100, That was probably 90% of the deciding factor to, like I said, to work with you guys was Christian, her experience, and then what they have to offer as far as that is concerned. There's certainly a mutual beneficial relationship we all have. Um, I mean, a lot of people, I think view real estate sometimes is it's uh, someone's winning, someone's losing, but really the best investment deals happen and best real estate transaction when it's a win-win for everyone. We call it a win-win-win transaction where- Oh, you know it's more than that, Zach? Yeah, we can win-win-win-win-win, just go round and round where some, you know, the investor's having a, a, a property that's meeting their expectations. The builder obviously is meeting their demand. The property management is fulfilling, you know, growing their business where they're providing a quality for the tent, quality housing solution for, uh, for the tenant. But ultimately, you know, our business only grows and thrives when people have predictable investment experiences and, and do well. Uh, because investors, and this is why we like working with investors as well. It's a sustainable business model because people come back and invest time and time again if they have a good experience. And this takes all these pieces of the puzzle, right? And we also know that real estate is an investment. And sometimes when issues happen, that's the true test of a company of how do you deal with those those issues? I mean, Silas, just like you mentioned on the warranty side and things like that, making sure that they're going to be set up for success. Christian working on the, the property management side, working with investors to reduce vacancies, making sure that they're you know, improve or always achieving the numbers that they like to. But kind of as we wrap up here, uh, I want to talk about like, what's what's the future of, of this market? What are some things that are happening? 
um, that people should be aware of to, to know that this is going to be a sustainable market long term. We know that Huntsville and surrounding areas just has an extreme diversity of employers and some very large employers. I like it's a no, it's kind of a no brainer. Huntsville, most people have heard of Huntsville as a strong investment market if they've been looking in the Southeast at all. But how do we know it's going to continue to be a strong market? And what, what are some cool things that are on the forefront, you know, maybe over the next five to 10 years, people should be conscious of? I think that um, I know that based on the infrastructure that the city has put into place, that it's only going to become bigger. Um, these builders that are developing in these outer line cities adjacent to Huntsville, they're not going to allow those constructions to happen if the infrastructure is not there or if the economy is not there. I read an article on projections over the next 10 years, and it's insane to me to see the population growth, um, the job growth, and the trends that have happened over the last five years. So I think based on history and projections and research, I think that it's, it has to be sustainable. Silas, anything to add to that as far as what you, what you guys are seeing economically and some? So as far as growth goes, you know, we talk about one of the key things for us is land development. If we don't have land, then we can't build more houses. Um, we have strategically placed ourselves in a position that we have land that can be developed for the next five years. Um, outside that, it's, you know, I mean, it's hard to find property right now, especially that meets our requirements for what we can do as far as developing a neighborhood. Um, being a local builder, um, you know, knowing the local people, we were able to acquire land. I mean, this is years ago. Now, seeing the other national builders coming in, we have a lot of big national companies that are coming in trying to purchase land. So just from a from a land development aspect, I mean, seeing the amount of competition with that is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, it really is a great, great place to live. So it's a fair assumption to say that based on land availability right now is probably a strategic time to acquire yes. properties. Right? Yes. Very yes. much so. Yes. And I want to point out an important thing. Both Silas and Christian are real estate investors, mm -hmm. which is not something you can say for every property manager that you come across every, you know, local team manager for builders. Um, they're putting their money where their mouth is, which to me is an important thing. You know, Zach always says, you know, whenever you go into something, the first question he asks is, uh, are you real, do you invest in real estate? Right. So these are actual investors actually putting their money where their mouth is and investing in their, in their neighborhoods. Yep. And that goes for everybody, right? Real estate attorneys, CPAs, lenders, insurance agents, you know, everyone, certainly, you know, builders, sellers, rehabbers, property managers, contract. They get it. they get the game. Christian gets gets the game. Um, uh, Silas gets the game in terms of where it, where are the most strategic areas to build a house and how to properly manage it to optimize performance. That's really important to have someone on your team that, that gets the game. But we're certainly excited about the harvest area. We've we've had investors that have already closed on on deals and they're doing exceptionally well. And probably this is you know I mean something that the the uh, the availability. Um, is there now and it's just a matter of time until there's no more available land. So this is certainly, certainly an area we will be investing in and we're excited, as Silas said, to be the exclusive company bringing you the only investment properties in this area. 
All right. Well, Silas, uh, Christian, really appreciate y'all joining us today. If you want to check out the Harvest Inventory, head on over to renttoretirement.com and click on that turnkey uh, inventory, and you will see what we have there. That's at renttoretirement.com. Schedule a call there as well. And don't forget, if you have any questions, email them to podcasts at renttoretirement.com. That's podcasts at renttoretirement.com. Really appreciate the time you spent educating yourselves today. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you.